and welcome to another episode of Unearthing Paranormalcy, the podcast that digs into the paranormal and tries to find normalcy in the topic. I'm Amy. I'm Dave. I'm Chad. And I'm Eli. And this week, we are coming at you with haunted dolls. <laughs> we did this specifically for Chad yeah. so we could creep him out. Chills. And <laughs> give him the heebie dee wee <laughs> Can you turn me down just a little? Was that so hard, Amy? Was that so hard? <laughs> Sorry. So I we're still got the chills. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> dolls. Dolls. Creepy porcelain dolls. Hold on. Guys, listen. Here's a situation. <laughs> Chad finds a woman who he falls madly in love with, and that woman has a prosthetic arm that's porcelain. That doesn't bother me. No, what's going to happen is he's going to fall in love with a woman who collects porcelain dolls. Is what's going to happen. And that shit happen. ain't going nowhere. <laughs> but, uh, later. <laughs> She'll be like, Lucy has to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Only once and I'm done. <laughs> so, Dave, why don't you get us started in some origins of haunted dolls? <laughs> <laughs> I personally heard orgies of haunted dolls. <laughs> <laughs> or the orgies of haunted dolls. But let's start with the origins, and then we can move into the orgies later. One early example of a spirit inhabiting a doll is rooted in agriculture. Pun ha, intended. Ha, 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 ha. Get it rooted in agri... Yeah, okay. Did, you hear, me. What I, did you hear what I did there, Eli? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Thousands of years ago, our agrarian ancestors in Northern Europe were dependent on a successful harvest to survive the winter. It was a generally accepted belief that the spirit of the harvest resided in the plant itself, and once it was cut down, the spirit became homeless. In order to provide a vessel for the spirit, the farmer made a dolly from the last stalks of the crop. They would keep this doll inside the home and in some places make a cradle for it and set a place at the hearth during the fall and winter festivals like Samhain, Yule, and Imolk, among others. To some Northern European cultures, the dolly represented the crone aspect of the harvest goddess. In others, it represented a harvest god. To some, this dollar effigy was a representation of the solar deity who would be burned and reborn as the spring grain. At the end of the season, Usually at the winter solstice or in more northern regions around February 1st, the bundle would be ritually sacrificed, burnt, or plowed under to ensure the year's crops. This tradition is immortalized in the British folk song of John Barleycorn, a personification of the important cereal crop barley and of the alcoholic beverages made from it, such as beer and whiskey. Do we want to play a little clip of that song? Sure. It's a five-minute song, so we're not going to play all of it. There were three men came out of the West, their fortunes for to try. And these three men made a solemn vow, John Barleycorn must die. They plowed, they sowed, they harrowed him in. Yeah! I fucking like this. upon his head. And Solemn vow, John Barleycorn was dead. In verse 2, John Carly <laughs> died, and we made some whiskey, got drunk, and met some hoes. That was. I feel um, like we need to cover that. <laughs> <laughs> that was Damn the Bard, one of my fellow druids. Yes, and I will put a link to that. Um, Wait, you know him personally? No, not personally. Okay, okay. I'll put a link to the whole song on our on the description of the podcast. So if you want to go and listen to the whole thing, you can totally do that. I love it. I love it so much. He has tons of album. The tales of German writer E.T.A. Hoffman are widely seen as the beginning of the creepy doll genre. The story The Sandman, published in 1816, involves a traumatized young man who discovers that the object of his infection is in fact a clever wind-up doll, which was made by a sinister alchemist who may 
or may not have murdered the young man's father. Uh. It drives him mad. (laughs) (laughs) The horror in this story turned on the deceptive attractiveness of the girl rather than any innate murderousness in her. For the 19th century, creepy doll stories tended to be about the malevolence of the maker rather than the malevolence of the doll itself. In the 20th century, creepy dolls became more actively homicidal as motion picture technology transformed the safely inanimate into the dangerously animate. That sounded a lot like Shackley. And Killer Elmo. (laughs) (laughs) You can die! In the 2014 film Annabelle, John Form presents his expectant wife Mia with a rare vintage porcelain doll as a gift for their first child to be placed in a collection of dolls in their daughter's nursery. That night, the couple is disturbed by the sounds of their next-door neighbors, the Higgins, being murdered during a home invasion. While Mia calls the police, she and John are attacked by the Higgins killers. The police arrive, shoot the male killer, while the female killer commits suicide by slitting her own throat inside the nursery. All the while, holding the porcelain doll. News reports identify the assailants as the Higgins' estranged daughter, Annabelle, and of her unidentified boyfriend, both members of a satanic cult. But is there any truth to the events in this film? Kind of. The first thing I discovered in my research was that the real Annabelle doll was actually a popular Raggedy Ann doll. I'm Raggedy Andy. <laughs> a character created by American writer Johnny Gruel that appeared in a series of books he wrote and illustrated for young children. These dolls were mass manufactured starting in 1915 and are still manufactured today. I had one. Actually, I had both. I had Raggedy Ann and Raggedy Andy. And although the designs has changed many times throughout the years... The real Annabelle doll was given as a birthday present by a mother to her daughter Donna, a nursing student who was turning 28. Donna's mother purchased the Raggedy Ann doll from a hobby store in 1970. Given the style of the real Annabelle doll, it was most likely purchased new, since that particular Raggedy Ann doll with the calico dress does not predate the 1970s. I just want to stop right here. <laughs> in, this in, whole in, time, I have this constant <laughs> chill down my spine, and like, I can't get rid of it. Just going to describe this to the listeners, because it's got me cracking up over here. Chad has now taken off his headphones, because he can't handle it. And every few seconds, he just kind of, like, shimmies. <laughs> it looks like he has silver, silver palsy, to be honest with you. I feel like I have. <laughs> I'm trying, like, it's like, okay, this is, I don't know why this is bothering me. I just feel this chill go down my spine, and I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> just thinking about fucking dolls, man. Wait. <laughs> that goes really bad whoa, out of context. Whoa, whoa, back up, back right, up, I'm back gonna up. I'm gonna isolate that and I'm gonna make a soundboard and that's gonna be on our soundboard. Fucking dolls, fucking dolls, fucking dolls, fucking dolls, fucking dolls. According to the real Annabelle doll story, the on- the owners never tried to throw away the doll. Their home had never been broken into by satanic intruders who passed a demon into the doll, nor had the paranormal activity associated with the doll ever gotten bad enough that they wanted to throw the doll away prior to passing it along to researchers Ed and Lorraine Warren. According to the Warren story, Donna, the nursing student who shared a tiny apartment with her roommate Angie, a fellow nurse, would come home to find that the doll had shifted positions. At first, these movements were subtle and confined to the bed where Donna left the doll. However, In time, the movements became more noticeable. Donna and Angie then began to discover the doll in different rooms than where they had left it. It would even appear back in Donna's room with the door shut. 
Sometimes they found the doll with its legs crossed and its arms folded. On other occasions it was found standing on its feet, leaning against a dining room chair. They even discovered it kneeling on a chair, which was strange, because if they tried to make the doll kneel on its own, it would just fall over. According to the story told by Ed and Lorraine Warren, Donna claimed that she would come home to find penciled messages written in childlike writing on parchment paper. The messages read, quote-unquote, help us, and quote-unquote, help Lou. Lou was Donna's roommate and Angie's fiancé, and he had been staying with them. What made these messages even more bizarre was that Donna did not have parchment paper in the apartment and had no idea where it came from. Now, someone who did not like the doll one bit was Lou, but the doll didn't seem to like Lou much either. Lou had been staying in the apartment with them since the doll had arrived. He warned Donna that it was evil. One night, Lou awoke suddenly from a deep sleep and realized he was unable to move. He saw the Raggedy Ann doll at his feet and watched as it slowly glided up his leg and over his chest. For those of you that don't remember or didn't listen to our fear episode, I have a stupid fear of dolls, so this episode has been a pain in the butt already. (laughs) We haven't even started getting into like the real descriptions. Before Lou knew it, the doll had begun to strangle him until he lost consciousness. Oh, Daddy. (laughs) When he awoke the next morning, he was certain that his experience was not a dream. I heard sex experience. (laughs) (laughs) That was another episode. If you want to go back to our unearthing paranormal love... We can get into deities and sexual experiences. Honestly, I'm par- unearthing paranormal love has nothing to do with what's about to happen. No, it here. doesn't. Continue, Dave. After about four to six weeks of this madness, Donna contacted a medium after noticing three drops of blood, which had mysteriously appeared on the doll's chest, and even more blood on the back of the doll's hand. According to the demonologist, the extraordinary career of Ed and Lorraine Warren by Gerald Brittle, or Harold Brittle, or Harold Brittle. Is it a J or is it an H? Let's start there. <laughs> it's actually a G. That's what I meant. Just J- Gerald. G. We'll get letters right eventually. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. So according to this author... The medium held a seance and introduced Donna and her roommate to the spirit of Annabelle, a seven-year-old girl who had played in the fields that existed where Donna and Angie's apartment complex now stood. Apparently, Annabelle's lifeless body had been discovered in the fields. Out of compassion, Donna and Angie permitted the spirit that they thought was that of Annabelle to stay with them and possess the doll. Never trust a child's spirit. Well, they were nurses. Never trust (laughs) a child's spirit. Hmm. You just try to kill my fiance. (laughs) You can stay. (laughs) It's okay. Why don't trust women? (laughs) I love dolls. According to an interview with Ed Warren in 1980, quote, the woman had told them the medium that there was a spirit of a six-year-old child in the doll by the name of Annabelle, who had been killed outside of their apartment house in an automobile accident. Well, there was such a child, but God does not allow a child's spirit to go into a doll. This was a devil, a demon, inside the doll, which was impersonating the spirit of a child. Unquote. I'm not sure... I'm not sure that's how he sounded exactly, but I would like to do an episode on Ed and Lorraine. Oh, absolutely. Eventually. Can, like, I do, can I do Lorraine and he do Ed? Sure. That's so hot. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. Mm. I almost can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like the person who's scared of dolls can do an Elmo impersonation. <laughs> 
So it should be noted here that the above version of the story, which is presented in the demonologist book, differs from the version of the story told by Ed Warren in a 1980s video tour of his occult museum. In the video, Ed states that the medium told Donna that Annabelle had died in an automobile accident outside of the apartment. Ed states that Annabelle was six, not seven. During the video, he also says the Raggedy Ann doll was given to Donna by her mother as a Christmas present, not a birthday present. Details, details, details. Details, me tells. Details do matter, though. Later on, Lou and Angie were studying maps to prepare for a trip Lou was embarking on the next day. You know, probably to get the fucking far away as he possibly could. Get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> There's a Raggedy Ann doll that wants to <laughs> slit my fucking throat. I'm Raggedy Andy. <laughs> they heard rustling noises coming from Donna's room. Lou approached the closed door and waited for the noises to stop before entering. He turned on the light and saw the Raggedy Ann doll lying on the floor in the corner. He walked over to the doll but as he did, he began to sense that someone was behind him. He spun around, but no one was there. In an instant, he found himself doubled over, grabbing his chest. His chest. Chest? <laughs> grabbing his... <laughs> I've been wounded. Grabbing his chest and was now bleeding. Upon inspection... He discovered seven claw-like scratches across his chest, four horizontal, and three vertical. He described they felt hot like burns. Tic-tac-toe. The scratches then healed rapidly and were fully gone in two days. How convenient. That sounds like some seriously... uh, He's got like superpowers, like super healing. I'd show him to you, but... They already healed up. <laughs> he turned you into a newt. <laughs> a newt, you say? I got better. According to the Annabelle True story, after the doll inflicted physical harm upon Donna's roommate's fiance Lou, it was then that Donna came to the realization that the spirit might not be all that innocent. Donna contacted an Episcopal priest named Father Hegan, who contacted a superior, Father Cook who immediately got in touch with paranormal researchers Ed and Lorraine Warren. The Warrens convinced Father Cook to perform an exorcism on the apartment in order to cleanse the home. He also blessed the individuals who were there. At Donna's request, the Warrens took the Raggedy Ann doll with them when they departed. This was about a year after the paranormal activity started. The Warrens put the doll in a bag and began the long drive home. Ed agreed to stay off the highways because there was a concern the demon might mess with the car. And sure enough, as they drove on the backwoods, the engine kept cutting out, the power steering kept failing, and even the brakes gave them trouble. Ed opened the bag, sprinkled the doll with holy water, and the disturbances stopped. Temporarily. Ed left the doll next to his desk at home. Then it began levitating. I'm David Blaine, bitch. (laughs) I'm Raggedy Blaine, bitch. (laughs) That happened a couple times, and then it seemed to just quit. (laughs) I'm Raggedy Blaine, bitch. (laughs) And then it came up. (laughs) And it finally just laid quiet. But in a couple of weeks, Annabelle started appearing in different rooms in the Warrens' home. Sensing that the doll was ramping back up, the Warrens called in a Catholic priest to exorcise Annabelle. The priest didn't take it seriously, telling Annabelle, You're just a doll. You can't hurt anyone. Do you have a son? (laughs) I added the idea of a son part. (laughs) Just to clarify. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. On his way home, the priest brakes failed, and his car was totaled in a horrible accident. Oh no, what about the young boy with him? They both survived. 
<laughs> I was trying to break them, but it didn't work. <laughs> Eventually, the Warrens built a locked case for Annabelle, and she resides there to this day. The locked case, which has a sign on it that says, quote, Warning, positively do not open, unquote, seems to have kept the doll from moving around. Paranormal researcher Ed Warren believes that the doll has been responsible for at least one death. During a video tour of Ed and Lorraine Warren's occult museum in Monroe, Connecticut, Ed pointed out the Raggedy Ann doll in its case and said, quote, Many of the objects in this room here have had dire effects on people. People have been maimed, have been killed. People have wound up in mental institutions because of the things that are right in this building here. You have the voodoo dolls. You have the Raggedy Ann doll, which was responsible for the death of a young man who came in here one time who challenged the doll to do its worst. And it did. It beat him in a game of checkers. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? He lost his soul. The young man he was the young man he was referring to visited the occult museum with his girlfriend for a tour. As Ed Warren was giving the tour, the young man started to mock the doll, and while doing so, he ran up and began tapping on the glass of the case that the doll is enclosed in. Hey, you! Hey! Hey, look at me! I'm Raggedy Ann! <laughs> he challenged the doll to put scratches on him. Hey, yo, scratch me up, bitch! Ed kicked the young man out of the museum. Get the fuck out of here! That isn't how he sounds. He's Wait. like, get out of here, young man! Get out of here, young man. I demand you. Go. <laughs> Wingardium Laviosa. Laviosa, not Laviosa. Get the fuck out of here. Uh. <laughs> Approxima- <Begana. laughs> Approximately three hours later, the young man died when he lost control of his motorcycle and hit a tree. His girlfriend survived but Pretty remained hospitalized for over a year. To this day, we do not know who Donna was, who Angie was, or who Lou was, or who any of the named or unnamed priests were. I couldn't even find out what town this happened in. We don't even know if the six or seven-year-old human Annabelle lived or even died in the area where the anonymous apartment building either stood or didn't stand because it hadn't been built yet. We don't even know if it was even that girl's spirit that possessed the doll. The only thing we know for sure is that the case, the 1970s style Raggedy Ann doll with the moniker Annabelle is in, keeps her from being able to move. The case, however, doesn't seem to stop the force from harming people who are disrespectful to the real Annabelle doll. Makes me think... The Annabelle doll itself isn't possessed, but it's haunted by something outside of it. Something's connected yeah. to it somehow. Will the real Annabelle doll please stand up? Please stand up. Please stand up. No, please, no doll stand. Please. <laughs> 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 oh, I wish I would have like but, had a doll rigged up in the corner. <laughs> I, I mean, given given the lack of details, though, I mean. In the 60s and 70s and even 80s, when people wrote books on the paranormal, <laughs> everybody was like, no, don't use my name. Use this alias. Oh, or, yeah. or no, I'm just an anonymous person. You we'll know. show you for you. Who? Oh, <laughs> Lou. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, no, don't tell what town we live in. Yeah. <laughs> well, not I... like mine. Mine tells me the fucking address. <laughs> and nowadays, people are like, hey, put me on travel TV. I'll do an interview with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I know that when we lived in the haunted house out in the country... We were even told by people, you know, don't call anybody in to look at this. It'll just make things worse. And, you know, my mom was very selected on who she told about it. And you know, she would tell us not to tell anybody and all of that stuff. Because it was. I mean, this is early 90s. Mm-hmm. So this is satanic panic time period. This is... You just you didn't talk about that kind of thing. We It, it was like one step away from if you were to say something like that people would probably make a mob and come burn your house down, thinking that the devil lived there well, and it was a portal to hell. We also are in the Bible belt. So. Yeah. Well, and heck, our dad used to tease our mom relentlessly about it. Yeah. So, 
I mean, you also yeah, had to face that. He was that. the one who got haunted the most. <laughs> I think it was because of that. Probably. I think it was because he didn't believe, and the ghost was like, all right, I'll show you. <laughs> I'll make you believe, bitch. <laughs> oh, it turned to be at work? Six? Cool. Alarm set for 3.30. <laughs> oh, done mowing? Hm, I'll move the lawnmower for you. <laughs> but yeah, I would definitely like to look into them's people. Well, and there's there seem to be like two classes of people. There's either the people who really like and respect Ed and Lorraine, mm-hmm. and then those that think they were cons. Con, art, con artists. I sit kind of, I guess I sit more middle of the road on it. Some of their stuff, yes, I I do believe that, you know, Lorraine was medium, all of that. But at the same time, they also tried to force their religion down people's throat from time to time. Yeah. And I, I have a problem with that in general, so. I, I think a, a deeper dig into it would solidify us more yeah. on one side or the other, because I'm kind of middle of the road also. Yeah. See, my problem with it is, is I've seen... Um, most, if not all, the movies that have to do with Ed and Lorraine, even the movies that, um, I forgot what it's called, it's, uh, it's called The Nun, the one that you and I watched. Yeah. Okay, so The Nun had to do with Ed and Lorraine as well. It did? It did. It, it's all it, based off around The Conjuring and all that stuff. Yes. So it's all tied together. So but. They, in, in the end of that movie, they talk about, uh, they actually show us, they actually show a scene of them talking to a group of people that um, they later did a uh, the exorcism on the house that involved that little girl. And they were talking about, on the screen, about an Italian man who was possessed by... Okay, yeah, I remember yeah, that now. And that was the nun that he yeah, was possessed by. So, like, I've I just seen, didn't realize it was Ed and Lorraine. Yeah. yeah. So I've seen, like, almost every film that they've ever done except... Uh, I watched Annabelle, but I did not watch it all the way through. <laughs> Mainly because I just I don't do well with horror flicks in, in general. But yeah, I want to watch the Nun. Beginning credit or beginning title screen shows up. I don't want to watch this anymore. <laughs> Can we watch something else? See, I've watched The Conjuring. The Conjuring scared the shit out of me. Annabelle. I thought Annabelle was kind of cheesy, but I also knew the real story of Annabelle, so I yeah. was I was really bad about comparing it. I have yet to see it. My friends tricked me into going and seeing it. Thank God the freaking audio was didn't work. So we got out of I got out of it <laughs> and I still haven't seen it. it uh, it's kinda cheesy. Oh I'm yeah. sure it is, but Con- the freaking doll is Con- terrifying. Yeah. Conjuring one and two though. Yeah. Those are both good. Yeah, um, the Conjuring Two is really good. Now I've seen Lorraine Warren in a lot of documentaries and a lot of um she had guest appearances on a lot of the ghost hunting shows. And what I get from her is that she generally genuinely is trying to help people and she does her best to help them. But at the same time, I think I think my questions lie more with Ed because I don't know as much about Ed as I knew about Lorraine. So we will have to do an episode and find out more because I don't know really anything about them. So he was, I from what from what I know, he was very religious, like either Catholic or Irish Catholic, maybe. So a lot of that religion comes into his stuff. Yeah. Like he didn't believe in like spirits or ghosts. It was he, all demons. He was, it was it was all demons. Yeah. So what I heard somebody explain too is the fact that Lorraine was the median and um. Ed was more of her the anchor. Yeah. So it was a situation where he was spiritual in the fact that he believed in evil and or good and evil, but he was also uh, Lorraine's anchor to where if she got too deep, he, he was literally the only one to pull her out. Yeah. So that's that's what I understand. Yeah, and I've actually used David for that myself. With my, when I do stuff, but all right, Chad, you have another doll. I've got a very famous doll for us to talk about, and a doll that created a movie sensation. Porn? No. The story of Robert the doll dates back to 1906, when a young boy, Eugene Robert Otto, was given one a one of a kind handmade doll by one of the servants of his parents. 
Gene decided to name the doll after himself, calling it Robert. The home where Gene lives lived is now called the Artist House and was built between 1890 and ni- 1898 in Key West. It was here that Gene received this doll and a lifelong friendship was created. It wasn't long before a strange and terrifying events began. The first hint that something was different, Gene was about 10 years old, woke to find Robert sitting on the end of his bed. Moments later, his mother was, aw- was awakened by his screams for help and the sound of furniture being thrown around. When she was finally able to get the bedroom door open, she saw Gene curled up in fear on his bed, and his room had been destroyed. And there was Robert sitting on the end of the bed. <laughs> Robert did it, Mommy! Robert did it, Mommy! <laughs> the experiences didn't stop there. Gene's parents often heard, uh, heard Gene talking to Robert and would hear two distinct voices. At first, they thought it was just Otto making the voices. Then they realized the voice was much too deep to, for a kid to be able to make. So, hey, Robert, you want to trash your fucking room again? No, man, you're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> It'll come be on. fun. No, mommy's going to blame me. Just <laughs> tell that bitch I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. There, were, there was also reports of footsteps and giggling coming from rooms in which Robert was alone. <laughs> Even guests and neighbors claimed to have seen Robert move. Um, they Robert was often seen running up and down the stairs out of the corner of people's eyes, and then they would turn and he'd be gone, or he'd be up at sitting at the top of the stairs, and then did walk off and hear the footsteps and look back, and he's sitting at the bottom of the stairs. Creepy. Um, after auto or after Gene's parents died, um, him and his wife moved into the house. His wife had odd feeling. She didn't like Robert, so she decided that she was going to lock him in the attic. Thinking this would cause all the issues to stop, it actually only intensified. Well, yeah, you uh, pissed him off. Being locked <laughs> in the attic, they said you would hear pacing. <laughs> fucking bitch here putting me up in this fucking attic. <laughs> fucking kill everybody in the fucking house. <laughs> they hear banging and things being thrown around. Uh, neighborhood kids claim to have seen Robert staring out the window. Every time I hear, like, re- was reading stuff on this, I was like, did they just lock a fucking child in the attic? Hey, everything sounds here. Yeah. Break me out of here. Break me out of here, kid. <laughs> hey, hey, get me out. Hey. Kind of sound like Beetlejuice there. <laughs> <laughs> Let me out of here, kid. Robert Juice, Robert Juice, Robert Juice. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you for doing that in my house. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. (laughs) Many people believe that the origin of the evil presence inside Robert was actually done by the servants. Um, They were claimed to have been caught doing black magic by uh, Jean's mother. Um, And she she was supposedly very mean and hateful towards all the servants. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, See now, that's the thing. Me and Amy, we were looking at this, and we were talking about the magic angle of this, and it's and it's in the magic tradition. There really isn't anything to possess like a doll, but there is a thing for 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 like uh, what they call poppets, which is kind of like the voodoo doll tradition, where you, where you make an effigy of a person, but it's either to heal or harm them. It's not about um, being a vessel for a spirit or anything. Yeah. So, so that's what they claimed is that it was a voodoo doll that then, after they did their magic, gave it to Gene so his family would be cursed. Sounds to me more like <laughs> maybe a tulpa. Yeah. They assumed that it was black magic, so they assumed that it was cursed, and so they made it so. You bring up a good point with that. Robert was per- uh, after Jean passed away. Robert was purchased by Myrtle Reuter in 1974. She became a, his friend for the next 20 years until she just got tired of him moving on his own, and she just claimed it was haunted and donated him in 1994 
to Fort East Martello Museum in Key West, where he is still located today. Let's go on a trip. I want to see Robert the Doll. Me too. Yeah. I have some things to talk about before. before for anyone go. who wants we to We need go the see rules him. before we go see him. But she claimed to see him move around the house. The museum staff noticed a change in energy as soon as Robert arrived. Originally, he wasn't even on display, yet people would come to see him, just from word of mouth of knowing he was there. Oh, cool. So he was famous before he was even on display. Um, now, for those of you who want to go visit Robert, there's a few things you need to know. First, do not take a picture of Robert without asking his permission first. On the wall surrounding his case, there are hundreds of letters written by people who didn't believe it and didn't believe this and would take pictures. Most of them were hit with some kind of disaster within a few weeks of taking the picture. Bad car accidents, uh, houses burning down, fatal injuries, stuff like that. Um, So make sure you ask permission before you take photos of Robert the Doll. If you do take a photo of Robert without asking, um, even there they have it on the wall, the address for you to send your apology letters. Um, so how does he give permission? You just you just have to supposedly just supposed to ask. It's, you, you it's just, just a simple. You don't, you don't wait for a response. But. Oh, okay. He's not like yes. <laughs> no, fuck you, fatty. <laughs> what is it? What does it say about like doing his voice and? Like... <laughs> <laughs> say anything. I will say though, after I did research on this, I had a hard time sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> One because I'm already terrified of fucking dolls. God damn it, I did it again. <laughs> I'm terrified. Wear a condom, Chad. Wear a condom. I am terrified of dolls. And so, like, I went, went to bed, and I could have sworn I kept seeing things out of the corner of my eye, and I was like, God damn it. <laughs> Just because I watched those damn YouTube videos of pictures of Robert, I'm now fucking cursed. Um, so you just say... Dear Robert, may I please snap a photograph of your beautiful face? Yeah, you can say that, or you can just say, Robert, do I have your permission to take a photo with you? Wait a little bit, and then take the photo. Or, roses are red, belts are blue. Robert, may I snap a photo with you? Yes, that works too. Okay. Can we take a selfie? No, Selfie! (laughs) (laughs) Don't you fucking do duck lips, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But pull your titties out. <laughs> Put your hand on my gratch. On your gratch? Gratch. <laughs> now, is he behind in like he a glass case? He is in a case? glass case. Okay. Um, some people say that when they look at him, they can actually see the facial features kind of change. Like, he'll, from going, like, from, okay, from the pictures of the doll, there's not a whole lot of facial features for him to have. But it would say, some people say it looks like he goes from like a smile to a frown or his eyes. Like his head tur- turns towards you and stuff. Um, there's a lot of creepy stuff with this doll. I, um, he was actually the inspiration for Chucky from Child's Play. Yeah. Um, so that's where the famous. Uh, so he wasn't far uh, off with the voice. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, say. Hi, I'm Robert. I'm your friend to the end. <laughs> Heidi Ho. Heidi <laughs> Ho. So. Ask permission. Mm-hmm. Treat him with respect. Same with Annabelle. Treat her with respect. And you should be safe to see these dolls. Now, I'm interested. I With like the Warrens, Annabelle was in a museum, or her, their little haunted museum that they had. Yeah. Since they're passing, I've heard their daughter was going to be taking over the museum. But then I also heard that Zach Bagans from uh, Ghost Hunters... Ghost Adventures. Oh, Ghost Adventures, sorry. Douche bros. Uh, bought a bunch of their stuff. So I'm interested to see what's where. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I was specifically looking for any information like that, and all, all I could find was that it still resided in the museum. Yeah. If we ever go to Vegas, we'll have to go see Zach's museum. Yeah, that would be really cool. I for the life of me cannot remember where I was going to go with it. <laughs> I had some little like tangent I was going to go on, and I cannot remember it. That's because Robert doesn't want you to go to it. Probably. Now, so we have Robert had, is a cute little doll. He's pretty like, cute he is, <laughs> for a handmade doll from early 1900s. 
It's pretty it's impressive. Pretty damn good. It's a lot cuter than those original Raggedy Ann and Andy dolls. I was yeah. looking at pictures of them, and they look like little scarecrows. Yeah. Well, even the newer ones did. Yeah. I say newer, the 30-year-old ones. Now, I have two other haunted dolls that I'm going to talk about. So our first one is Letta the Doll. Carrie Walton of Brisbane, Australia, has appeared on a number of television programs with a doll he claims to have found while visiting an abandoned building in 1972 in Wagga Wagga, Australia. Our Australian Australian listeners, did I say that right? Wagga Wagga. Um, according to Walton, the name of he named the doll Letta Meout. <laughs> I see what he did there. <laughs> because of its supposedly supernatural characteristics. Carrie claims to have experienced the first supernatural occurrence when his children reported seeing objects moving around their house at night. And that oh and that people have seen the doll move in front of them. And that the doll has left visible scuff marks around the house. Currently, Let a Me Out is owned by Carrie in Warwick, Queensland. I like the name. I had to go with it. Let a, let so me out. He found this in an abandoned home. Yeah. And he was like, oh, this would be perfect for my kids. If he was a leprechaun, yes. <laughs> Australian. (laughs) This dirty old doll that I found in this abandoned place would be perfect to take home to my children. Yes. I love it. I'm sure it's not full of bed bugs. (laughs) (laughs) All right, the next. He doesn't know it's actually just a mouse that lives in the doll. (laughs) Yeah. That's moving around. It keeps squeaking. (laughs) The next one I have is Mandy. Made in ink. No. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Next time on Dragon Ball Z, Mandy from England? <laughs> Legend has it. Shut One up. more must die. <laughs> oh, you guys are making this impossible for me. All right. Made in England or Germany between 1910 and 1920, Mandy is a porcelain baby doll donated to a museum in British Columbia. In 1991, Mandy is also said to have supernatural powers. I have seen pictures of this one, and and its face is like all cracked up and stuff. From, yeah, I guess drying out or something. So it looks like it has scars and stuff. It's... Burn it. <laughs> Mandy sits in a case with a toy lamb in her lap. The museum visitors have reported seeing a lamb outside of the case. Other visitors claim that Mandy's eyes follow as they walk through the room. The, go- the, the doll gained notoriety, notoriety when it appeared alongside the curator and donor of the doll on the Montel Williams show. Why didn't they use the name Mary for the doll? Because her name was Mandy. But Mary had a little lamb. Whose place was white as snow? And everywhere that Mary went, the lamb was... Somewhere else. Got out of her face. <laughs> awesome, 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 awesome. Let's take a moment here, real quick. You said Montel Williams show. Huh? Did they figure out who the father of the doll was? <laughs> <laughs> turns out, Eli, you are the father. That means it's your uncle. And it turns out, Amy, you are not the father. <laughs> yes. That that is one one advantage that I have over the three of you. I'm never going to have somebody come up to me and say, this is your child. Yep, Amy's never the father. (laughs) Any children I will know about. (laughs) So, those are some, there's a a few other ones out there. Um, Those are just some of the more popular haunted dolls. There's, you could probably go on eBay and see a list of like 20, 30 of them that are for sale. And also, just a heads up: if you get me one for Christmas, I'm gonna burn your fucking house. <laughs> he will find you. <laughs> well, and also something that my Dave and I we like to go to garage sales and estate sales, and you know we'll hit up Goodwill occasionally, trying to find some you know good good deals. And trying to furnish our home with haunted things, yes, <laughs> like divic boxes. Dolls are one thing I will not buy. I will not buy dolls 
or anything like that just because I don't want those in my house. Dave came home with this really cool monkey statue that he got. Where'd you get that at? Goodwill or Salvation Army? I don't remember. It was one of them. It was some thrift store. Yeah. And he's like, look, I got this for you since I, you know, I love monkeys and I collect monkeys. He's as cute as can be, but I was very leery of him for a while. I was like, mm, he has this like weird smirk on his face. <laughs> put a picture of him on the internet. <laughs> he's very unique. Yes, he's very he's very cool. He sits he's, in my bathroom and holds all my hair. T- my 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 uh, he's got, he holds a little oh, box. So you put it so he can look at you when you're showering. No, he faces away. He <laughs> is holding this little box, and so I put all my bobby pins and stuff in him. He's dressed like a little buccaneer. Yes, he's pretty cute. But, so, <clears throat> yeah, you can find hundreds of real haunted dolls out there. Um, I, I suppose you could make your own if you wanted to. Um, but because this is such a popular thing, and there are so many people who have the fear of dolls, like Chad here, mm-hmm. who every time I say doll cringes a little bit. <laughs> All time, I've really been staring at your little, like, Tree topper angel and the two elf on the shelves and that little bucket over there. <laughs> this whole episode, I've just been staring at them, hoping they don't turn. <laughs> pony. Elf. Yeah, you'll never be able to have an elf on the shelf in nope. your house. <laughs> I mean, I guess it keeps me the hassle of having to move it every time because it probably will do it itself. <laughs> what about Chucky in a chair? <laughs> Chucky in a chair. Vader so. on a tater. That's in the memes. But. It has been brought into pop culture a lot, and there are many, many movies and shows about haunted dolls. So, Eli, why don't you let us dig into pop culture and see what is going on in the world of haunted dolls? Okay, so pretty much the pop culture of, of dolls in general, uh, it, it either has one or, one or two subjects, okay? And these are, like, movies mainly. Uh, either they are... Uh, already haunted, or it's either the, the the possession of a doll, or basically the interaction that involves the possession of a doll. Uh, multiple movies, uh, especially the, like the ones I've seen, especially when I was younger, movies like Dead Silence um, had to do with a witch that possessed dolls in order to basically do her bidding. Okay, <clears throat> and then we've already talked about. Um, the uh, the conjuring and whatnot like that, that has a lot to do with the the same same idea. Um, not so much with the conjuring, but with Annabelle and stuff like that. Then you have movies like uh, The Boy. I where, love that movie. Oh, I hate that movie so fucking much. A lot of people don't like that movie, and I like it because I like. I haven't seen it. Okay. I, it's, I like twisted movies, and it's really the it's reason, got a cool twist in me. The and, reason why I don't like that movie it is. Scales him. It, it, no, it doesn't scare me. It literally. <laughs> the caretaker treats the child as if it's an actual child, but the thing is possessed by something that is not of this fucking world, and there's nothing that explains why it's possessed. It does. No, it doesn't. I mean, did you watch the ending of the movie? Apparently not. Apparently not, because it explains all of it. Well, now you have to rewatch it. I don't want to give it away. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. But you've also got Child's Play. Child's Play, Chucky. Okay. Which there's now, I think, six movies. Supposedly the new one's actually really good. I've heard the new one's good. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, The new one is... uh, I'm scared to watch it because they changed the whole storyline to it. Well, from what I've been told, or what I've heard, is this new storyline actually makes a little bit more sense than the original. It's more realistic. (laughs) I think we can all agree that the one where they had the child... And the kid was like, oh, I'm a failure. That was the worst one ever. I honestly haven't watched any of them, like the Bride of Chucky or any of that. Like, I like... God, they're so bad. <laughs> All the other Chuckies were terrible. Yeah, like, see, like, I've not watched any even, of those. Even the sequel and the third one was good, and then it, it just kind of... Once they started, started bringing in other dolls into it, it but was like, eh. I also got older, though. Yeah, so. true. I look um, in the same boat. Sorry, I look uh, at it in the same boat as like Scream. Yeah. Where after a while they just went, yeah, we're just gonna have fun with this. Who cares if it's scary yeah. anymore? Okay, so everybody's seen the movie Saw. Yes. Right. Well, we're, let's play a game. Exactly, Jigsaw. I want to play a game. 
Jigsaw. Let's let's sit here and talk about Jigsaw for a second. Jigsaw itself wasn't a possessed toy, and it wasn't a possessed thing, but it was used as a point of fear, and it was a doll. Yeah. Okay? It put more fear in some people than it should have, being the fact that it was more so the game that was the scariest part of the movie than the actual sight of Jigsaw coming around the corner and going... Oh, a tricycle. Yeah. Right? Do you want to play a game? Yeah. Your dog stuffers has eaten your car keys. You must dig it out with this, or with any utensil from this drawer. Take the life of your best friend, or be late to work for the third time this week. <laughs> the choice is yours. Oh, uh, you gosh. should, if you, all of our, all of our <laughs> listeners, need to go on YouTube right now and watch the living <laughs> was it Jigsaw videos. They are hilarious. Do you want to play a game? You are surrounded by razor blades. <laughs> <laughs> I think the best one I've ever seen was do you, it's do you want to play a game and there's literally like toll paper like with razor blades on it. Yeah. And you don't see it until after you've taken the shit. Uh, <laughs> living with Jigsaw was hilarious. It's like, you're surrounded by razor blades. And it's all like big razors with the cap still on them. <laughs> right out around them. It's like, I have stuffed your toilet with toilet paper or with paper towels and dirty socks. All your electronics are scattered underneath. You must walk across this floor of razor blades or let all your electronics be ruined. <laughs> and he just closes the shower door. So, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Okay, if I suggest checking that out, it's fucking hilarious. But then, I mean, we're going to come back to Child's Play, okay? So Child's Play, if you guys have ever seen the first movie and the origin of the actual storyline of Child's Play, Child's Play starts off as with a serial killer who basically uses voodoo to transfer his body into a toy, Chucky, okay? And then later on, kid buys Chucky doll, and then the storyline ensues. It uses, I wouldn't say a religion at this point, but it uses magical powers, basically, that transfer his soul into a soulless thing in order to cause ruckus, death, and fear throughout the whole storyline of now seven movies. (laughs) I say in pop culture, not only are dolls and toys possessed evil ways... I mean, you have a bunch of kids' movies and uh, small soldiers ending in the cupboard. Oh my god! Um, I was getting there. There is more. Hey, there's a bunch of them. Toy yeah. Story. Toy, Toy Story. Story. Yeah. yeah. Um, babes One, in Toyland. Yeah. There's oh, um, so many of them. Uh, uh, what 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 about Brave Little Toaster? I mean, can we go there? Yeah, it's more of a cartoon though. It's not really. So is Toy Story. Uh, uh, Cuts tips, why don't we? I was thinking more of on the lines of like uh, the more realistic, like it's okay. I said Toy Story is animation, but I don't know. I just figured I don't think of I would I wouldn't think of brave little toasters as haunted toys. But yeah, Toy Soldiers and uh, what's that? Um, Do we say Babes in Toyland? Yeah, I did. Yeah. What's the one? The Nutcracker. <laughs> that one. That um, that one with the ding dong. The one with the toy that's... Oh, the one with the guy where they do the thing and then they get to that place... And, and the, things the story starts unfolding, and then... I thought you were really <laughs> reading my mind. I thought you were love, about to say me. I love Dave Audrey so much that that was the funniest thing that's happened all night long. I, I really was. I thought he like had grasped on what I was going with, and he was going to save me from my brain plump. Because Amy's face went love. from like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Let's sink thoughts. It was a movie in the 80s. Flight of the Navigator. No. I've never seen that one. I don't know. It'll come to me or if our listeners know what I'm talking about. If I synced up with any of the listeners, (laughs) this obviously didn't happen with Dave. (laughs) It's all right. You guys have hooked up in different ways. Um, Anyways, 
basically the pop culture of this, as far as like the horror story goes, because this is pretty much what the, our our podcast is about this week. It all floats around the same animation, the the same circumstances. It doesn't really veer off of uh, any other situation. Um, things come alive, or things become possessed, and things cause things to happen. Whether <laughs> not forgot my thought. I've had brain surgery in the last three weeks, Chad. Okay, it's affected my thoughts. You weren't thinking of Puppet Master, were you? I was. That was what I was thinking of. Because I think in Puppet Master they weren't really possessed; they were just like mechanical inventions. No, I don't know. I don't. Remember. It's been a while well, since I've seen it. I guess it just depends which one of the many of them yeah. you go with. I want to say I don't know if they're possessed, but like they were like magic into them that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been so long since I've seen those. Yeah. I used to really like those, though. Talk about creepy movies. <laughs> That's one of those movies Dave made me watch, and I was like, "Oh, this is a good movie. I can't believe I never watched this one before." Yeah. Always you can mark it off your list. Uh, Death Cinema always super creative. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. But yeah, like you were saying, is that the uh, the pop culture in in, in movies. And even like most of the storylines that come around, even like with the uh, the Annabelle and the uh, the Conjuring, they derive from things that people have said or have said to have experienced. But all around, they converge to the same point of thought and the same origin, basically. Um, like you, like we've already covered today uh, with uh, Chucky. The actual real Chucky doll does exist, you know, and there are origins around that. And we learned tonight that the movie Chucky is from, or sorry, originated from a little guy named Robert who does exist and is in, what was it? Uh, Key West? Yeah. Key West? Go see him. Say hello. Don't forget to ask. Take a photo. Certain stuff like that. But all around like that, I mean, all, all around, you know, honestly, everything is, like I said, everything just origi- originates around the same idea. It all has to do with either possession or magic to a certain point. Um, and some of them end in death. So it's a spooky, spooky holiday. Some are scary. Some are not. Some you can get around. Some you can't. But I suggest they go out and watch them. Yeah. I know Dave and I were talking about whether we wanted to incorporate like voodoo dolls and things like that in this episode, and it was like, no, voodoo dolls are completely different. Voodoo in general is a fucking religion. Yeah, and and that's the only that's the only reason why I didn't originate any kind of voodoo because if I would have originated any voodoo into this, there would have been about fourteen other movies I could have talked about. Yeah, or, or even the Wiccan or, or witchcraft practice of, of making prophets. Yeah. Or, uh, uh, Autonomons or um, Golems. Yeah. Um, they're more just tools. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, so Salem, for for instance, uh, it was it was a movie made in 1994. Um, and they origin, not they originated, but they actually used sorry, they actually used magic to incantate humans into doing their biddings. Which ultimately is a way of t- possessing them. What about the movie Mannequin? I don't want to watch. Because it's I've, not a horror movie. It's no, I've seen that movie. I don't like that movie. I love that movie. So Mannequin, I started thinking of the Doctor Who episode where the mannequins come alive and start attacking. Have you seen mm. the mannequin? Yeah, but that's, is she possessed or is it just magic that makes her human? That's a metamorphosis. Okay, okay. Pinocchio. I just thought of one. There we go. But he's that was a metamorphosis. I would have been a real boy. That that that's an animated show. It's a doll. My name's Chad. But it's a doll, not a fucking toaster. (laughs) You know what? Honestly, honestly, it it was based upon star magic of putting sentience into him. So sit on it and rotate. Yeah. 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 Maybe you can't sit on Pinocchio. Pinocchio is just a haunted doll. Yeah. But he becomes a real boy. What about that, huh? With the metamorphosis. So maybe the mannequin is. No, no. Well, the mannequin is kind of a 
80s twist on Pinocchio if you want to break it down. Let's see, the po- Pinocchio came out in the 70s. It's not as that grows. <laughs> <laughs> Giggity. <laughs> I don't get it. She's like, I can't feel you. I'm a real man. <laughs> <laughs> She's the mannequin. Oh, shit. What about Night at the Museum? Yeah, because they have the little toy yeah. soldiers and or cowboys and uh, and even the wax Roman soldiers. And stuff come to life. Owen Wilson. Matthew, <laughs> no, yes, uh, and Theodore Roosevelt. Yes, that is a good movie. Yeah, Both I'm, of those I, are really good. See, this is where that gets me too, because I really love wax museums, but this, there are some of them that just fucking terrify me. I have never been to a wax museum. Have you guys never been to the uh, uh, shit? It's. Well, I should actually talk to you. Have you never been to one in Louisiana? Uh-uh. You really? Okay. No, I've never been to a wax museum. I've always I wanted to, to go. to Ripley's Believe It or Not in Niagara Falls. And, I mean, there's not a whole lot of them, but they have a few of them. And, like, they're really cool. But I have seen some that terrify me. I saw a YouTube video <clears> where, <throat> where real actors and actresses were standing in place of the wax. Yeah, those figures. crack me up. People were coming in like, that don't even look like them. <laughs> I watched him with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he's doing, he's like, uh, yeah, it doesn't quite look like him. And he's, he's a lot smaller than I expect. That, that's too small to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then he's just like, wait, what? <laughs> Dave's met old Arnold. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and he, Alyssa Milano and... Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Oh, that you met Robin Williams? Later. Yeah, pretty Rob, Murphy. I fucking love that guy. Robin Williams is my favorite. Wait, how'd you meet them? One of the overseas. They, oh. They'd come over for our USO shows, our USO shows and meet with us and talk did, uh, to us. Did Robin do a uh, stand-up comedy thing like that? No, it, it was more it was more personal. It was kind of like we'd just kind of go like pretty much in the area with them for five, ten minutes and just talk with them. That's pretty sweet, man. There's a cool clip. I know it's completely off topic, but there's a good funny clip of uh, Rob Williams when he was doing a stand-up overseas, and uh, <coughs> they were lowering the flag so they uh, <laughs> have the trumpets going and everything. And he says, it's so nerve-wracking, you're standing there, and all of a sudden, everyone stops and looks away from you. And he's like, I didn't know if we were getting attacked or what. <laughs> because I'm just sitting talking, and all of a sudden, you hear the trumpets go off, and everyone just stands up and looks away from you, and you're like... What the fuck is going on? <laughs> That's a pretty good one. I, love, I miss Robin Williams. Yeah, he's Fav- awesome. One of my favorite actors. Me and he played in a haunted doll movie. Yep. Which one was that? Night at the Museum. And Night at the Museum too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not super, horror films. Super down to earth. Real cool guy. See, so not all ha- not all possessed dead. dolls are bad. Are bad. Yeah. You know, some of them are Robin Williams. Dumb dumb. <laughs> Dum dum, give me gum gum. <laughs> so that's gonna do it, I think, for our haunted doll do it, episode. Do it, do it, do it. Now we are two weeks away from our Christmas spectacular with Grognostics. It's gonna be another fun one. You're excited about that? I'm gonna wear a no shirt. I'll wear no shoes. I'll wear no shirt. <laughs> I'll give no service. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you go, buddy. <laughs> I can't. Jason and Steve are just... Uh, oh, so my dreamy. God. Well, you know Steve's got the hots for you. I know. So. I mean, I'm going to do a $100 Patreon to come in and we'll go out. Listen, I've been called a hero. Okay? So, just here to get my ups. So... And to our listeners, Eli is doing pretty damn good. After no, that. I'm actually doing fucking terrible. I'm just here in one leg, one eye, you know... One, one leg? They took a leg, too? You a fucking pirate. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Eli. One I ball. <laughs> <laughs> He's our unicorn. <laughs> See, um, I was the peg leg near the pirate eye. Then I kept my leg. Okay. I, let him, I made him reattach it. Yeah. See, we could have convinced We could have. I could have did, like, all right, just take it and give me a wooden yeah, leg. because in, in, in 15 years... I will have another brother. 20 years. 20? Oh, yeah. In 20 years, I'll have another brother who needs me <laughs> for this exact reason. Um, I now officially have one eye. Uh, the other eye looks as gorgeous as always. Um, and then radiation in two weeks, and then I'll be on my way to complete healing, and I'll get cancer for the second time. So, 
So take that, fucking cancer. Yeah, because cancer can kiss my ass. Undisputed heavyweight champion against cancer, Elijah Giles. Yeah, brother. So that's going to do it for this episode. Make sure to follow us and like us on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our website is umpnormalcy at gmail.com. We love our listeners. You can go on and buy merchandise and talk to us and all that stuff. Join our Facebook group because it's awesome. And until next time. Keep digging.